Welcome to the Single in the Suburbs podcast. Grab a drink and join us as we talk about the good, the bad, and the WTF of modern singlehood. I'm Caitlin. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Sarah. Cheers, Cheers, ladies. Welcome to Single in the Suburbs podcast. This week, we're going to get into the trouble with sleepovers. (laughs) (laughs) But we got to give a little bit of background um, to begin with, because when you first become single, you have to get used to sleeping alone again. Yeah. After marriage or or a long-term relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I had, it had been a really long time. I guess I was with my ex-husband for, you know, 15 years. So then to transition to getting used to sleeping alone, that was yeah. a, that was a big deal. What did, was your experience with it? I mean, same. You go from having like your side of the bed to the bed, which after all these years, I've come to really enjoy. But yeah. Um, initially, yeah, it's an adjustment um, when you're first single and well, living Now alone. you enjoy it because you have like 500 dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But it's it's kind of uh, it is a transition for me too I was a little bit um scared that sounds so cheesy but um you know of living alone with my kids Mm -hmm. at first and now I'm like come at me bro (laughs) 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 I I'm very independently strong in that way but at first it is a little nerve-wracking um I'm like I could get murdered you know because I my mind always goes there well and we were young too you know so (laughs) we got married young I think all of us have that in common, yes. We got married young. We got divorced young. But we also had – I think we had a substantial amount of time in our marriages where you do get yeah. used to having that protection and the security of having your man there, you know. And I mean, whatever. <laughs> As I roll my eyes yeah, I know, right. <laughs> but since then, I think we have become very independent, strong women. But, yeah, that initial phase when you're, like, alone, yeah. the house is quiet. Very quiet. The bed is lonely. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it definitely is an adjustment. I mean, for me, I definitely missed it at first and have um, – over time, grown into my king size bed, <laughs> stretching out. Um, I also have a dog, so she tends to jump up at the tail side of my bed. And, you know, as the night progresses, she ends up, you know, the little comics where it's like the person starts off in the middle <laughs> yeah. of the bed and slowly ends mm-hmm. up on the floor. That's kind of how it works in our in my house. But <laughs> Same. Well, and I think in the beginning, too, um, during, you know, the separation, initial separation, my kids ended up in my bed a lot. Yeah. And that went on for years, you know, where they one or both would sleep in my my in my bed or one in the bed, one on a we had to invest in it like a portable mattress because they were constantly sleeping in my room. Yeah. Um, and that was, you know, fine for a while. But then I started to think, you know, foolishly that I was going to maybe have a, a man sleep in my bed at some point. And so I should probably <laughs> transition them out of. I feel like I need to train them back yeah, into their bed. Yeah, I need bed. to make sure they stay in their own bed, which I was successful at and just unsuccessful at finding the man. But um, <laughs> but now they're trained. Yeah, they're trained. They sleep in their own bed. Um, but I remember one of the some of the advice I got early on was, you know, like, don't stay on your typical side of the bed. You know, go sleep on the other side for a night and then sleep in the middle, you know, like spread out because it can feel very low you know it can definitely feel very spread out now I'll tell yeah. you well you can feel like you are sort of it heightens your loneliness if you're tucked in on your side and there's just this vast open space where somebody used to be mm-hmm. um and so i i mean i found that helpful i still typically sleep on this one side but i have like a bunch of pillows and but doesn't everybody have <laughs> yeah. a side like i always have a side of the bed you know and it's funny because 
they talk about like, oh, the man should be on the side of the bed that's closest to the door. I never, was, never happened to me. Never. I, I resented that. I'm sorry. I did. I felt like that was something that should have you, been done and was not protector. done. You yeah. But you know what it was in my mind? I was like, oh. I, you know, I was like, it's because he wants me to be the first one that the kids come to in the middle oh. of the <laughs> night. It's a setup and not in the Rachel way. <laughs> you know, we call that the kids and I used to talk about this when we go on um, walks, like who was going to be in the front and we would call them the bait. And so that's why I felt like sleeping on the on the you know, first side of the bed that's closest to the door is I, oh, you just want me to be the bait. Like, you know, you'll get out. Remember but that? But I will be. <laughs> Remember that whole argument on Shit's Creek where you get murdered first. Oh, no, no, no you get, get murdered, murdered first. first. <laughs> so funny. That's a good show. That's a good I, show. I think, too, then that what happens over time is you do get used to that and then introducing someone new and into your bed it comes with some trouble of its own which is I think what we're going to kind of uh talk about on today's podcast um but that can be yeah another readjustment so you finally get used to having your own space your bed the quiet you know and if you do find a partner um and I think we've all had phases where we were with somebody again like after our post-marriage you know we had somebody um that we were either living with or married to or whatnot um and trying to get readjusted to having that person there mm-hmm. the snoring hogging of the covers they're oh blatant God. lies that you snore yeah. i mean yeah. ridiculous <laughs> i know for a fact i don't snore i never wake myself up snoring so i don't know what you're talking about someone told me i twitch in my sleep like, <laughs> and i'm like what do you mean and the truth is i don't know because yeah. um in my situation, I have not had anybody that has, you know, as we talked on my situationship, <laughs> uh, situationships on the other episode is that I have not had a long-term bed partner, shall we say, since marriage. Um, so I may have introduced uh, some people to my bed, not going to lie, but it was not like long enough to... Uh, have or to, get or used to go to their to bed that. to have to get used to like a new routine. But there is the things like snoring and yeah. and talking in your sleep and stuff where you're like, um, I, I really have no idea. My dogs have not mentioned it. So, um. <laughs> well, and the partner, it's funny because the partner that you thought you missed so much now becomes like, oh my gosh, I can't sleep with this partner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're like out on the couch because you can't sleep or whatnot. Yeah. 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 The snoring. The of snoring. Men. Well, it can be extremely loud. Loud. I oh yeah <laughs> I never realized how loud snoring can be so but I um, I think also it can be tricky with in our situation we're all single moms you know is wanting to set a good example for a kid so yeah. I think not we don't run into this problem a ton because we're not bringing men over to our house exactly. in front of our yeah. kids right. whatnot um so but now your kids are older you like um. You know, Elizabeth has a couple of adult Yeah, children. I was seeing, so um, my kids are, you know, what I call two-thirds grown. So I, you know, two of them are adults, and they come and go, and they're living pretty independent lives. And But when they do come and stay at my house, you know, I do feel like um, I want to be setting somewhat of a good moral example, you know. So there's me not necessarily wanting to 
on the rare occasions that my daughter may be gone and I have an opportunity for a sleepover somewhere, I feel a little guilty if I go and stay the night at a gentleman's mm-hmm. house because um, one of my adult children is at home being like, hey, mom never came home, yeah. you know, and that doesn't look too good in my, you know, and vice versa. Um, or even just yeah. the location um the location devices that oh, we yeah. have on our phone on where phones. our kids, you know, we can track our kids, but they can also track us. And they do. And they do. <laughs> yes, they keep an eye out for us which, moms, which my, is nice. Yeah, my boys are pretty protective of me, truthfully, and I am grateful for that. Um, but, yeah, wanting – I think even getting to a point in new relationships or situ- even in situationships where you're even wanting someone – to uh, come over. And I remember um, I was dating this one guy briefly, very briefly, and it should have been much briefer. Um, And I remember him being like, well, you know, I want to be able to stay the night at your house. And a situationship that I was with where it was like, I want to be able to stay the night at your house. And I was kind of just like, if this isn't a serious relationship, I'm not going to have you like mm-hmm. waking up in the morning. Because I have uh, full custody of my daughter. She's Unless she's staying the night at a friend's house or something, she's always with me. So I'm not going to have somebody um, – you know, as trying to still set a good example to my kids, I never wanted like men coming and going from my bedroom and coming into the kitchen and making a cup of coffee and any of my kids being like, oh, my God, Mm -hmm. you know, so um, I think that that's something to take into consideration. It's a trouble with and I think it. I did think it was a little unfair of somebody that didn't want to commit to a relationship with me to think that they should be able to commit to have uh, that privilege. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. The privilege of waking up in in with my family and my kids there. Um, th- I mean, that's my opinion, of course. I know everybody to each their own, of course, but. Yeah. I mean, I think we've all been on the same page with that in terms of really trying to shield our kids from um, a steady inflow of people. You know, and yeah. I, it's, you know, I have no problem introducing the right person to the kids, but um, th- that just has not been an option. It's not yeah. come up. Um well, I think often when we do have our opportunities to get out, and I, I think you guys maybe, you know, have had a little bit more opportunity than I have had just or due we, to different Yeah, I was going to say part of it might just be that I, you know, I did make a deliberate effort to kind of get my butt out you there did. for a little and while. And honestly, it's admirable because, I mean, like you have said before, you know, if you want to find somebody, you've got to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. They're not going to, like, come, you know – up to your no- well, I guess they might knock on your door, <laughs> but you're not going to like that. <laughs> they might, they might, they might knock on your door, and you'd be like, "Oh my gosh, you're a four. Um, I keep using the number four. It's that's my favorite number, actually. Is but, it? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> it's not what I want to be, but um, I do think too, though, that sometimes because our families are still our number one priority, mm-hmm. even in my effort to put myself out there, was. Um, you know, I'm always kind of constantly like you want to do the polite thing and not necessarily be on your phone too much when you're out on a date or with somebody. But then keeping in mind that I have like a young teenage daughter that's at home or whatever. And if she needs me, I want to be accessible. So that's always going to be my priority. But I do remember one time I was out on a date um, and I got (laughs) 
phone call from my son that the microwave caught on fire. Oh my gosh. And it's like, I remember like in the moment I was kind of frustrated because I'm like, I can't even go, I out, can't on even go out on a date without something happening, you know? And then it kind of makes you rethink like, because obviously yeah. my... My babies, no matter their age, are um, are my family, and that's always going to be right. my number one priority. But it was also selfishly, I was a little frustrated because I was like, <laughs> I'm trying to have dinner here. You know, they haven't even served us yet. Yeah. And the microwaves. I want fire. my filet mignon. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on who's got the check, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, and I've had that too. Like, I, I remember being incredibly frustrated with my ex. And he, I mean, he w- would know this, and we, you know, are in really great terms. So it's not that I'm. Uh, anything negative but my um one kid you know I finally had someone that I wanted to spend time with and sleep at their house and I kept getting all these frantically emotional phone calls from my one of my kids and you know I I'm the same way I they are going to be my priority I will always invest and be a mom 100% of the time regardless of whether I'm parenting 50% yeah. like even just because I'm not there doesn't mean I'm no longer their parent yeah you know? you're still a mom 24 but I remember being like man I have like I have held the ground for your dates <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I need you to hold the ground right now for me because I am in the middle of something I actually like <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we'll leave the details out but yeah you know, no disconnect yeah. the phone oh uh, <laughs> yeah but then you, you can't you, yeah, can't, you can't but no. you hope that maybe they could keep it at bay exactly exactly yeah so that that went on for quite a while it was kind of a season where we uh, had to really figure out what the boundaries were going to be on that one but yeah. you, you know like it is just a weird thing where yes like if we were married and I would be on on tap you know just as much as before but now I'm not like married and I am trying to figure out adult relationships exactly so there has to be a little bit of a, a give and take there <laughs> Well, and I I think, you know, I know the three of us have discussed and I know I've chatted with Sarah specifically about too, like, um, you know, the things with our kids being home and um, and the times that you can have a house guest are very (laughs) minimal um, or, you know, um, slim to none. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think also because. My kids live there all the time as well. So it is tricky because when when am I supposed to bring somebody over? Right. So that's never really yeah. an option. It would be an option of going over to their house. But again, then, you know, you're setting an example. You don't want to be out late. You want to get home. Yeah. And honestly, I want to get home to my kids. I, right. do, I do too. But then I found, I did find myself in situations feeling a bit like a little high school teenager where I'm like, yeah. you know, you're sneaking places and parking lots and stuff like that (laughs) scandalous but it was just like because you know you're trying to sort of have an adult time but uh you know you can't come over so (laughs) so where where we have to get creative and that it is that is kind of a fun youthful thing that you know Mm -hmm. can you can you can choose to do if you want I mean clearly not everybody (laughs) does but yeah I think that if you um if you want it bad enough you can make whatever work. <laughs> um, but also I was thinking it's interesting because there comes a time where let's say you do have somebody and then um, you, you've spent your time together and they don't want to spend the night or you don't want to spend oh the night. And how do you have that conversation of, you know. That's an awkward situation. Yeah, like, like We're um, done here, but. Yeah, there's a door. <laughs> yeah. well, and I think, I think that sometimes um, – Men may be kind of given a bad rap about that one where they have a – but I honestly have been in situations where I don't want 
someone to stay. Stay the night, yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, vice versa. So that's that's always an interesting. So do you think then that it's more of, I mean, because obviously if it's, uh, you know, let's just call it what it is. If it's a hookup, <gasps> then technically, I mean, <laughs> then, you know, obviously it seems like logic would say, okay, you need to go home. He needs to go home, whatever. Right. Like, whatever. If it's a relationship what where a you relationship? guys have been understand. together for months, <laughs> then, yeah. and you're, you know, watching movies, eating dinner, hanging out. It's now two o'clock in the morning. Yes. At what point then would it be natural to spit, you know, stay the to night. To assume that that yeah. was, yeah. yeah. And then I think sometimes when you're at that point, even if it is a situationship where you're, you have stayed late um, and watched the movie or whatever, and then you don't really know if you're supposed to get up and go out the door. Right. It's, it's so awkward. It's like a weird dance that none of us want to to do. Um, yeah, because what what are they going to say if you say, well, should I stay? And they, they say no, like that's crappy. So you they're kind of like, Oh, yeah, if you want. But you can tell that you can tell the, yeah. the real thing is like, no, nah, I'm just kind of waiting for you to go. Yeah. And it's it's interesting how much of our self-esteem can be tied to these moments, obviously. So it's it's a well, and even if I don't tender subject, well, and even if I don't want to stay the night, I want you to want me to stay <laughs> <Yeah>. the night. <laughs> yeah, I get that, too. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Well, um, we do. Sarah has a little story for us. She's do you got want a, to introduce us. She's got a great cocktail for this week. So um, our our themed cocktail that we're drinking today for happy hour is called the Thief, and it is. You'll be able to find this on our um, social media, but it's a gin, grapefruit, lemon, and orange drink. So it's citrusy gin drink that is quite delicious. So we will be posting that recipe. But go ahead and mix yourself a drink, um, pull up a seat, and join us as Sarah warns us what can happen when you allow the wrong one to stay the night. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, this story really starts off coming out of a phase where I had given up on dating, you know, so it, as I've said before, you know, this, I'm, I'm very much a roller coaster. Either I'm all in and I'm trying hard, you know, I'm putting myself out there. I'm doing all the stupid chats. She's all over Craigslist. Yes. yes <laughs> I'm having these dud conversations, putting in the effort, you know, I'm going out, meeting people, getting numbers, sliding my number to the bartender, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, like I forgot about that one. <laughs> that was actually kind of fun he did call me um but yeah so either I'm all or nothing really because then I get burnt out and then I'm like this is stupid I hate it I hate these conversations this is a waste of time and I really enjoy my life yeah it things aren't that bad I'm just gonna like focus on me so it's yeah it's very much all or nothing but came out of this phase so I'm Mm -hmm. like okay I think I'm ready to get back into it because one of my um friends they were celebrating their 10-year anniversary, and they had met on, I want to say it was like either eHarmony or Christian Mingle mm. or like one of those dating sites. And they're still together, and they're such an interesting couple because I wouldn't put them together. Like, naturally, they're just very different. Only a dating app could do that? It <laughs> is. Like, I really wouldn't have picked them out for each other, but they are wonderful together. Like, they really complement each other well, and they've had a very happy relationship. Um, And she, too, had had, like, a bad marriage, Mm -hmm. you know. So she came out of that, remarried this guy, and it's been great. So I was all inspired. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not giving the right people a chance. (laughs) 
As you know. your friend, I would say, yes. Oh, God. <laughs> we won't get into that. Well, types. You know, like we could talk all day about, you know, what's your type? You know, do you keep repeating patterns? You oh, know, right. whatnot. So, but I... You know, I think we all know, like, I want a quality guy. You know, we know this. But I was like, well, maybe I... You too. (laughs) We we also will just settle for quality other things. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what I meant. But (laughs) But that being said is, okay, so... Wait, I lost my turn of thought again. Wait. We distracted you. You did distract me. Okay, but... I want quality, but I was like, maybe I'm too hasty in swiping left. Mm. You know, maybe I need to give some of these fours and fives, you know, they, they're people. They need yeah, a chance. Yeah. You know, so maybe what they lack. You wanted in, to let the good guy win. I did. Maybe what they're lacking in their profile picture, they might actually show up. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're so jaded. Elizabeth's like, oh, my God. I know she is. She's always like, You're ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking, well, maybe they can make up with a great personality. You know, let's just yeah, go that it's, route. It's and true, though. Love can grow. No, it does. And I truly do believe that. I do that. believe that, too. Yeah, because I... some people just become more and more attractive the more you know yes. them and you see yep. their personality and you give them a chance. And honestly, there's people that I would definitely swipe left on. But if I were to meet them organically, as right. we have said, yeah. I might like them and I might give them a chance if they hit on me at the bar, you know, whatnot. So I am trying not to be as quick to swipe left. So yeah, kind of re-going into this dating approach. You know, with this new approach, and I swipe right on this one guy, and I'm going to call him Lewis. Um, so he reaches out. We meet up. Well, we were going to meet up for coffee. He must have thought that was like his lucky day. Just oh, saying, yeah. like you know. <laughs> Sorry. He's like, well, we, oh my god, this babe swiped on, matched with me. Yay. Well, okay. So we were going to meet for coffee. The coffee shop ended up being, you know, it ended up being closed. So we were walking around the mall, chit chatting, and actually we had great conversation. Like we were, it was flowing at least. You know mm-hmm. how sometimes you have those awkward gaps, and it's like yeah. you're going through a, like the list of questions. It wasn't like that. It was actually easy. Um, So we ended up deciding to have dinner together. And that, you know, that went pretty well. A couple little hiccups there, but we won't even get into it right now. So I gave him another chance. Um, I gave him the follow up date. Mm -hmm. And which is a big deal in today's dating world. It is. That second date, as we previously discussed. Elusive second date. (laughs) And, you know, I mean, I wasn't excited about it. But I was like, okay, I mean, it wasn't bad. So let's give Mm -hmm. this a fair chance. And normally, I think now I'll give people like two to three chances unless like the first one was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> like if, yeah, yeah sometimes there's that, yeah. right? No. Um, so we met up for the second one and then things kind of just faded. You know, like I I wasn't feeling it. He didn't reach out a ton. Um, a year goes by. That's and, insane. Yeah. If you think about it. Yeah. And so then I heard from him like, at a least year you later. remembered his name. <laughs> <laughs> she kept it in the phone. <laughs> yes. So, anyway, so he reached back out and he's like, hey, let's meet up. You know, I was like, okay, you know, like a year later, might as well. What do I have to lose? I mean, he wasn't a terrible guy. Let's give him another opportunity. And it was really sweet. We met downtown Ventura. Um, he brought me, he knew it had been my birthday. So he brought me this big bouquet of flowers and balloons and took me to a meal. It was nice, honestly. And Mm -hmm. we did have a nice time. So, I mean, he's obviously putting in some effort. So 
I actually, it was one of the very rare occasions, and this is like three or four years, three years ago, I want to say. It was one of the rare occasions that none of the kids were going to be home for the day and night. So I was like, oh, well, hey, you know, we've kind of walked around town, done our thing. You want to, like, watch a movie, play some games. So we ended up actually. (laughs) Play some games. No, we did. We totally played games. I'm sorry. Twister. No, no. poker. (laughs) No, we didn't. We actually played cards. We had a great time. But so anyway, we're sitting there. And by this time, we're having dinner. Like, I want to say, like, we did, like, a picnic-style dinner. We're at the dining table. And all of a sudden, he's looking out my window. And he's like, "Uh, Sarah, is that your kids walking up to the house? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. What are they doing? I mean, they're not supposed to be here. Yeah. So anyway, they had to pick something up from the house, which again, but you how know. awkward! Mom has a friend. Over. Oh, thank God that yeah, we were playing games and eating. Yeah. So, oh totally. my goodness! Thank goodness! It <laughs> was totally G. It was totally G. But it was the kids were like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because they're not used to seeing. You know, here they like surprise me, and there's a man in my house. Yeah. And, yeah. So it was a little weird and awkward. You know, you had that awkward introduction, and yeah, yeah like, hey, this is a friend. You know, we're playing a game. Yeah. <laughs> my boys always tell me we know about your friends, mom. <laughs> yes. So anyway, all that to say is we had a nice time. He ended up staying the night. Um and yeah, we had a nice time. I mean, there's really not a whole <laughs> lot to say about it. The next morning, like, I couldn't get him to leave. <laughs> you know, and I remember. That's why you have him leave the night before. I yeah, know. Apparently so. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just had gotten late, so I wasn't going to yeah. be the person to kick him out. It's so weird sleeping with strangers. Let's be real. Yeah, real. It's true. And I mean, yeah. I mean, physically sleeping. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, it is. And so, anyway, he finally, like, I actually had to, this sounds so bad, but I had to make up a reason to, like, get out of the house and yeah. leave because he wasn't leaving um and it's like okay even if you had a wonderful time there's a point where you're like okay I gotta go i gotta go yeah it's it's time so anyway he fine you know he finally left i left did a circle around the block came back home <laughs> <laughs> so good oh my gosh so anyway life continues um all of a sudden i'm really seeing my watch is gone and it's it, it's not a, just any watch this it, is your my apple watch and i had just gotten it and i I don't have like a ton of like really expensive things. And then I notice my ring is gone. And I'm thinking like, what the heck? So I turn my house upside down. Well, it was about that time, I think, that you texted me. Did you tell Caitlin too? Or was oh, yeah, it? yeah. 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 And no. I was like, Dude. my immediate response was, Freaking Lewis. Freaking Lewis stole your watch. I was like, no, he You know, jaded that I am, I'm like, he took it. He's yeah. giving it to somebody for Christmas. Oh, she did. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I had. I wasn't even giving him any kind of benefit of the doubt. Nope. Not, nope. Not we, were, we were all convinced. Well, Sarah wasn't. She was really holding out that he hadn't stole it, but we were but like. I'm like, no, this is a nice guy. Remember? <laughs> yeah. She looked under the bed. I mean, come on. I really look did. I looked everywhere. Everywhere. And I mean. It doesn't just go missing like that. I'm sorry, it doesn't. So I was bummed. But then he hits me up a couple days later, maybe a week later. I don't even remember the timeline. But um, he hits me up later and wants to go on another date. And I was like, that doesn't scream guilty. You know, he can't be a thief and still want to go out hiking with me. It's just weird. Of course he could. But, you know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm trying to really give him the benefit of the doubt. But in my mind, it's like, freaking Lewis took my watch, you know. So anyway, we go for this hike um, locally. And was he wearing a watch? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> with a pink band or whatever. Yeah, Nobody had a ring on. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but no, okay. So we're walking, and I'm, you know, I'm still kind of feeling out this whole relationship thing. So we're hiking up this mountain, and talk about awkward touching. He's sitting there like trying to rub my back as we hike up this mountain and talk about ooh. Yeah. Like don't You're touch sweaty. me. I'm sweaty. I'm trying to like focus on hiking. Yeah. I mean if you're on a hike with like a, a Kendall that you're into stopping for a little makeout session on the hike, you know, from personal experience is not bad, but that that's not well yeah, a makeout se- session would even be different than like having your lower back rubbed <laughs> yeah you know, it's just kind of weird yeah. so anyway like whatever I kind of like walk out of it that yeah, touch, like, you know, oh. whatever and then like later it was kind of interesting because we're sitting there resting under the this there's this prop actually there that's set up it's a train station and there's these little chairs so we're sitting there and it's like it's like a ranch so he's looking at the land and he's like I would love to buy a big piece of land somewhere in the middle of nowhere and take you there and just live there away from Everybody, you're like it was one night, buddy. It was one, one night. night. One it night. was one amazing night. <laughs> <laughs> that came with a uh, parting gifts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, I, yeah, no. I don't want to move to the middle of nowhere. You're weird. No, he literally sold the watch to uh, to, to invest yeah. in some land, probably <laughs> Kansas. Okay, but anyway, so all that to say is that was just a lot. That's a lot. To... It was a lot. There was several things that were just kind of like it's late weird it was too thick it was too much I was starting to kind of feel claustrophobic with the whole thing and I I just nice guy or not I just couldn't do it um anyway so it seems like you know months went by and we were just always it was just like the joke joke. every every time anything went missing like freaking Lewis (laughs) (laughs) we still say it thank you thank you to that guy he's brought some joy into our lives yeah Um, yeah yeah yeah. but yeah no it felt like a long time went by it had to be at least three yeah three three four months yeah I mean how many times can you have the house cleaned and yeah and look at the same spots and uh, yeah and then one day Okay, so then one day I'm moving the couch pillows and I'm like vacuuming and doing like the really deep cleaning of the house and there is my watch and my ring. <laughs> so like the G-rated games maybe weren't G-rated games. <laughs> I I think though that when you text me and told me the watch was found, I was like in my mind I'm thinking what elaborate plan did this guy have to sneak the watch back? Yes. <laughs> Still think he, I still think he stole it. Yeah, no, we still, I mean, to this day, it's still. He might as well have. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I mean, Poor in fact, guy. yeah, for all intents and purposes, he is a thief. <laughs> <laughs> Hence our cocktail. That's right. Yes. So, well, let this be a lesson to totally. all of you. You know, yeah. definitely hide your valuables. <laughs> Or at least, you know, put them in a place that you'll remember where you left them. I swear I checked behind the pillows, so like multiple times. So I, I'm kind of in agreement with Elizabeth. Yeah, I at think this somebody point. snuck in because I was doing that thing like a, a, you know, your mom would do with you when you're missing something where I was like Trace did, your steps. Yeah, did where do you remember seeing it last? And you're like on the nightstand or something. And I thought We did well, all that. We did. Yeah. Um it wasn't on the nightstand. It was not on the nightstand. Yeah. Well, because they weren't in the bedroom. <laughs> I still, yeah. I bleed the fifth this yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. I, I still My think turn. he snuck it in. He snuck it in he somehow. Snuck it in. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, 
that just makes for a better story. So it will, <laughs> it will be that way for the end of time. It yep. will be. Poor yep. Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> be careful who you invite to stay the night is the moral of this story. This you know, is they true. could they could be um an evil bandit. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, if you want to try, you know, this drink called the Thief, it's a take on the classic cocktail, the Bicycle Thief. Um, but we can, you can find it on this one's just the Watch Thief. This, yeah, they didn't. I my bike. Exactly. I looked for a Watch Thief. It was pretty too specific for a cocktail, so we had to kind of make up our own. But um, you can find it on our Facebook and Instagram, Single in the Suburbs podcast. Like and follow so you can join us for our next happy hour. And also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music so you'll get And alerted. even Audible. Audible, too. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that was We're everywhere. Yes. <laughs> Can't escape us. All right. Cheers, Cheers ladies. Guys.